Last week, I spoke about worry not. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. No amount of regretting can change the past, and no amount of worrying can change the future. Never let the future disturb you. You will meet it if you have to with the same weapons of reason which today arm you against the present. Hi, and thanks for joining me today. If you're new here, welcome to my podcast. If you haven't yet commented or rated it, please do that now. With every new comment and rating, it boosts my podcast, enabling me to reach more people. When I began thinking about what to name my podcast, I tried many different names, but Throne Room Encounters just jumped right off the page at me. The reason for that? An encounter is to meet unexpected, a chance meeting. This is exactly what a throne room encounter is, that moment when God steps into the room and the atmosphere changes. I knew when I read the definition of encounter, this was it. Join me each week as I dig deeper into God's Word, talk about my own personal throne room encounters, miracles, healings, promises from God, answered prayers, and unanswered prayers, and a whole bunch of other stuff. If you have any questions, feel free to message me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Have a lovely day. Hi, everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful Monday. I actually wrote this, or most of it, a few months ago for a singles get-together. So it may seem familiar to some, but when I began praying about this week's episode, I felt like God laid it on my heart again. And I'm going to go ahead and apologize. My voice is a little bit gone. Uh, I guess you could say we had a really good church yesterday. Um, but I feel like this is how I've been feeling for the last couple of months, unfocused with my mind just on my own problems. So when I read this, it spoke to me on so many levels and reminded me where my focus needed to be. So here we go. I have always enjoyed going on road trips, but I don't like driving at night because I hate not being able to see the views along the way. It almost feels like tunnel vision. Only once in a while do you pass by a city lit up. For the most part, all you see is the lights from oncoming cars and the car in front of you. Tunnel vision means the tendency to focus exclusively on a single or limited goal or point of view. A tendency to think only about one thing and to ignore everything else. And I feel like for me, I've had tunnel vision for years. I had one thing on my mind and I only focused on that. I ignored everything else. For years, I have felt like God was calling me and urging me to do more. But I was so focused on my single status, I ignored him. I realized just in the last couple of years that sometimes you need to take your eyes off of the road for just a moment And look at the scenery around you. I think we are all familiar with the story of the Good Samaritan. The man was half dead and had been robbed. The priest and the Levite were so focused on where they were going, they didn't have the time to stop and help him. But the Samaritan took the time to stop and help the man. How many times have you felt like God was urging you to do something, but you were so focused on what you wanted that you blocked it out? What if the reason why you are still waiting is because God is waiting on you to answer him? And I think some of this I've probably used on a past podcast, but it just, I don't know, it just really spoke to me. So if you've, 
if it sounds familiar or, or you, you think I did it on another one, I apologize for a repeat, but I just feel like someone needs it today. Um, during the remodel on the church, I had some of the most amazing prayer meetings in the old sanctuary. And I remember one night in particular, I walked in the door and immediately began telling God what I wanted him to do for me and when. It was almost like God gave me a vision. But in that moment, I actually heard myself and my tone of voice. And it brought to mind a man sitting at a table with a sad, tired smile on his face. He had come home from work and his wife was telling him how she thought it was going to be and what she thinks should happen. And immediately I felt convicted because of how ungrateful I sounded. Yes, we can ask God for things, but the key word is ask, don't demand. We don't have the authority to tell God what to do. I think the hardest part about waiting is not being in control. You can't control the waiting season, but you can do something to make the time seem like only a moment. What do you think would happen if you chose to follow God, if you chose to follow his path for you? What would happen if when you feel the pull of the Holy Ghost pushing you to do something, you don't just sit back and ignore it? What if you went and prayed with someone when God urges you to? Or what if you pick up your pen and write what God is giving you? What if maybe that thing God is urging you to do is the ending of your waiting season and the beginning of your future? But until you become obedient, you're just stuck in the waiting. Sometimes you feel like you're stuck in the waiting room. The chairs are uncomfortable. It smells weird. It needs to be painted. It's dusty. It seems like the doctor is never going to come. I've been there. At times, I felt like I was tied to my chair, and sometimes it felt like the chair was so old it gave out beneath me, leaving me sitting on the floor, weeping and crying, trying to understand why I had to stay there. Sometimes there are constant voices over the intercom, other times total silence, as if you were completely alone and forgotten. I realized when I thought of my waiting room, I pictured a hospital waiting room. But that's not really what it is. It's more like an interrogation room. We can't see out, but God is looking in, trying to see what we are going to do next. Will you lay your head on the table and take a nap, or sit there so long your feet go to sleep? Or will you get up and do something? We are not the only ones waiting. God is waiting too. He has the sound on and is listening to see if you will say something. He is not the only one waiting, though. The enemy is trying to get you to slip up any way he can. If he can keep you silent, his work is complete. If all you do is sit quietly in your waiting, you never fulfill what God has for you. Another waiting room I thought about was the maternity ward waiting room. This room is cheerful, and in this room, there is nervous energy. You may wait all day long or just a few hours, but it's worth it when joy is placed in your hands. What if we look at our waiting room like this with great expectancy that something wonderful is coming? Remove doubt and sadness and replace it with peace, joy, and contentment. Change your mindset, believe for it, pray for it, and expect it to happen. 
In the year 2020, I almost had an emotional breakdown. The devil tormented me almost daily about my single status. I couldn't seem to get past it. It continued on into 2021 and just kept getting worse and worse. I felt like at any moment I was going to lose my mind. In June of 2021, I went to North Little Rock Camp Meeting and talked with family and friends there about the 52-day fast. And if you have not done this or you don't know anything about it, you can go to the FBC Instagram and they'll have uh, links there for their church messages and you can get the message. But if you want it, I actually had someone send it to me. So if you would go on my Instagram and message me, I can send it to you. That way you know what it is. But it is an unbelievable fast and I've talked about it before. But anyway, I started the fast on June 26th, the Saturday after our camp meeting ended. And I felt so energized about it. I just knew something great was going to happen. And as I've talked on here before multiple times, um, my brother and his wife prayed through. But even with all of that, I still fought against anxiety, depression, and my emotions were everywhere. Little things would trigger a breakdown. By the beginning of 2022, I was doing a little better, but I would still have terrible days. Right before our camp meeting, Sister John at Holmes read my testimony and put our pictures up. And I received so many texts and Instagram messages congratulating me on what God was doing in my family. During this time, a man in their church came to our camp meeting to meet me. And I thought this was it. Everything I learned about him, it seemed like he was it. He matched so much on my list, but I wasn't sure. When he walked up to me and introduced himself, I knew immediately he wasn't the one. And in that moment, I felt like God whispered in my ear, it's okay. I immediately felt such a peace come over me. I just knew if he wasn't the one, I was going to be an emotional basket case because that's normally how it was when things happened. But God knew I needed peace and contentment in the waiting Something I had prayed for so many times and couldn't seem to grasp. But that night, it was just like a whisper on the wind. It settled over me like a warm blanket, and it has never left me. In 2022, I stepped way out of my comfort zone and began doing things I never thought I would do. I started a podcast. Um, I allowed others to hear things that I had been writing for years. I entered one of the songs that I had written into a Christian singing contest, and I lost. But I did it. And then I got up in church and sang the song in church more than once, which was a big step for me. I started a single ladies Bible study, which we have got to get started back up. Insert the monkey emoji covering his eyes. And I haven't regretted any of this. It has allowed me to grow so much, to grow confidence, to grow self-esteem, and to learn to trust God in everything. I learned to forgive past hurts and people from my past who hurt me. For this, I am truly thankful. I found this quote that I thought was so fitting. It says, waiting is just a gift to pray wrapped up in a ribbon of patience because is the Lord ever late? No, he is not. He's always on time. When we look at our situation, it seems like time is running out. But through the eyes of God, he sees it all and knows just what we need and exactly when we need it. A few months after that first encounter, it's been 
I'll, I'm going to just be real honest. It's been uh, almost 20 years since I've been on a date. I've had, well, I guess I guess I could say not since I've been on a date, since I've, I've talked to anyone that I would, would even consider having a relationship with. It's been almost 20 years. During that time, uh, in my early 20s, I was set up on a couple of blind dates that were just horrible. They were horrendous. So anyway, I was really discouraged. So for years... I just was like, no blind dates. Well, then I had this encounter at our camp meeting. And um, a few months ago, I had some really good friends uh, ask me if I was interested in meeting this guy or talking to him. He lived in Arkansas and I live here in Mississippi. And we started talking. And it was just like from the get-go. I just didn't feel like he was the right one. And the more I learned about him, the more I realized our values weren't the same. And I thought that it would be like the first time I would just be so depressed and so just an emotional basket case, but I wasn't. It was like God just kept assuring me, it's okay. It's okay. This is just a growing period. So I hope this has been a blessing to everyone. If you have any questions or would like me to pray with you about your situation, feel free to message me on Instagram. My Instagram page is Throne Room Encounters, and also if you want uh, to hear the message about the 52-day fast, if you'll message me on there, I will gladly send it to you. God bless, and I hope you have a wonderful week.